0: You ready to go? Sure. Let's, Sweet. Let's do this. So how long have I been trying to get you on the podcast? Oh, man. Three or four years, probably? <laughs> been a little while. I think so. Yeah, because yeah. I, I originally, I met you, I, I remember meeting you for the first time at the Sportsman's Warehouse Yeah, down in Medford. Yep. And yep. I was with my family. Yeah. And then, um I just, I don't know, just everything. I think ever since then, I followed you. I followed you for a while.
1: Yeah. And then we started connecting and yeah. talking about doing this. And yeah. Just, it never really happened like we planned it to
0: originally right. well i tell you after after your caribou hunt this year i was like dude i got to have him on the podcast yeah it's just i don't know like i was gonna do an episode and i and i probably still will yeah um where i talk about my five favorite one instagrams to follow my like five people that you don't follow that you should yeah. kind of thing yeah because how many followers are you on instagram i think i've been to like the two to three thousand yeah you deserve to so, have way more than that yeah. you should be 20 or 30 easy yeah in my opinion and uh i'm like there's a, there's a few accounts like that and so right. i want to do my part in getting your the word of you out there yeah. and 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 share you with my audience you yeah. know and and then you know i'm sure i know you've already got offers on other podcasts as well and um i bet your name gets out there pretty hell pretty pretty freaking awesome this year I have a feeling it will, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So give me um, give me a little bit of background about you, Evan. Um, let the audience know who you are, where you came from, and stuff like that.
1: So my name's Evan. I was born with spina bifida, so I'm, not in my eyes, but in the eyes of society, I'm a disabled hunter, even though I don't consider myself that. and I've used a wheelchair and crutches my whole life, mm-hmm. and I've overcome and adapted In pretty much every way possible and proved everybody wrong in every way possible. Yeah. And I've had dreams of going places and hunting and traveling and everything is starting to come into my life. Right. Just by talking to the right people and just positive thoughts. And like a lot of people have said, if you manifest it, it does happen. Yeah. If you think about it enough. And focus on it and focus on the way to get to that right there will be a way
0: I 100% agree and, and I've I've listened to a lot of and I've read a lot of books you know like self-growth self-help yeah. you know leadership all that stuff and 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 one common thing that an author I really love to listen to and, and read John Maxwell you know in one of his books I think uh, I forget which book it was I've read like 10 of his, but, um, he says, once you start moving towards your dream, the resources will start moving towards you. And it's just like, I don't understand what that that, what that means until you start actively working towards your goal. Then these random people start appearing and they want to help you out. Exactly. And, and I know a couple of the people that have helped you out along the way, but, um, what has been like one of the biggest factors to get you started? Like what was the biggest thing that got you going?
1: I'm pretty much self-driven when it comes to wanting to get out and do that kind of stuff and the caribou hunt for mm-hmm. instance um two amazing people helped me out with all of this Riley Pitts and his wife Stephanie yeah and then Caleb White and his wife Kayla those four are the the starting point where this all happened and it was like two years ago really where we started talking about it and i thought it's just a pipe dream this is not going to ever happen this is a once in a lifetime out in the middle of nowhere alaska rich man's game right i'm not gonna be able to ever afford this and then they called me and said hey let's go to lunch we got something to talk about Hmm. and we went and talked about it for a while and it i still can't wrap my mind around it, that I actually did it. Yeah. And that was uh, almost six months ago.
0: So did they sponsor the hunt for you or did they hook you up with an outfitter? What did they
1: do for you? So Riley is an outfitter for big game backcountry outfitters or big game backcountry guides Mm -hmm. in Alaska. And Caleb is one of
0: his guides. Oh, so give Uh, give the name again one more time to the listeners. Big game backcountry guides. Big game backcountry guides. Yeah. And where are they based out of? So, believe it or not, they're
1: actually in Butte Falls. Really? Yeah. They live in Butte Falls. Alaska. Yeah. That's crazy. And he hunts doll sheep, caribou, um, let's see, doll sheep, caribou, wolf, and grizzly Mm. in the Brooks range.
0: I will uh, for the folks listening to this just to help um people that do good out, I will put the link yeah. to their website yeah um in, in the description if you guys want to check it out. So, yeah, definitely um, I'll I think put that's it on pretty that. I think that's pretty damn cool. It is. Um, it was amazing. So, I I don't um you said you're open to talking about everything. Oh, so, yeah. I want you to like you 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 kind of brushed over what you were born with, but right. I I if you just told me what that was, I wouldn't know what that was. Right, exactly. So, walk yeah. me through that.
1: So, basically In layman's terms, when I was born, part of my spinal cord was exposed. So part of the vertebrae didn't form all the way around in a couple spots. So the easiest way to describe it is I have its kind of vertigo. Like my equilibrium is completely off at all times unless I'm connected to the ground with a crutch. Or I could literally put my hand on your shoulder and I can stand up. But other than that, I have no balance.
0: Really? Yeah. And so, um, like coming up the steps, you weren't able to get your foot up on, on the right. step. Is that, what part is that? The motor skills. I motor. need to just, I need to do the, uh, more on the weights on my legs and stuff. Copy. So when it comes to being, um, mobility, what, what is your range of like, what is your limit? Could you go up a, a flight of stairs? Could you go up a mountain? What, what could you do?
1: I've been able to do some pretty good things. I could probably go up a flight or two of stairs. It would just take me a few minutes to do it. Yeah. And then climbing mountains, that's a little rougher, but it can be done. Like, while I was up there, I didn't get out of my wheelchair hardly at all. It was mostly wheelchair because it was relatively flat in most of the spots that we were at. So, how long can you go before you have to sit down or something like that? Mm, On like skid roads and stuff up in the mountains, 150, 200 yards. Yeah. Give be like five ten minutes. Yeah, just just the. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the last yeah. Years. yeah, yep. I've been watching. I've seen pictures and videos. Oh yeah, some of those spots because some of those spots are pretty steep.
0: steep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think people realize how like over here on the west side, it's not. I wouldn't call it steep and deep, but it's right. steep yeah. and broken. Yeah. And it's only
1: 200 yards down, but it's literally like a 40 degree angle. Yeah, all the and way the, down. And the
0: ground's broken. The soil's all saturated. Yeah. I mean, I fall and eat shit all the time. Yeah, and
1: <laughs> I have a few times too. Yeah, it's not fun.
0: Yeah, man. Ugh. I see. That's just I, 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 I feel so like anytime I feel like man, I, I can, I can, I don't want to go up there, and I'm like, man, I, I thought I thought about you quite a few times over in Idaho. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm just like kind of being a little bitch. I'm like, you know. <laughs> Evan was out there in the freaking tundra, dude. I'm like, just fucking suck it up, yep. you know. And I'm it like, was... man, like, so you did impact my season. I want you to know that, like, I, I, I honestly, really do look up to you, and I, I get motivated and inspired by you. Yeah. And, and that was my biggest thing for wanting to have you on the podcast.
1: And that's what I want to do is I want to show people that you just have to push yourself at it at right. times, and it may be tough,
0: it does hurt, but if you have the mindset, you can do it so i want to go over what you've done um i want to get into the caribou hunt okay but you mean you've also got an antelope like what two years ago right uh 19 19 yeah. um and and then you've also haven't you killed a deer with your bow too
1: yeah i got my deer on thanksgiving in 2020 yeah and then i got my antelope in wyoming in 2019 and i got a black bear spring of 2020
0: Right, so. didn't you go with uh, one of my buddies on that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leonard. Yep. Leonard took it. Yeah, yep. good guy. You know, <laughs> he's a really good guy. I like, I like Leonard. Yeah. yeah, he was totally excited to help you out and oh, stuff. Yeah. Yep. And um, yeah, we worked hard on that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all and season. He, um, he. I think he helped pack that out for you too. Yeah, he
1: actually did pack it out almost yeah. yeah.
0: whole. Yeah, such a cool guy. Dude. Yeah, yeah, give you the shirt off his back kind of guy. Oh yeah um definitely yeah but so you're not just hunting out of a wheelchair you're bow hunting (laughs) it's just like if that's not if that's not hard enough let's just freaking make it harder right yeah
1: most of it is bow hunting unless it was the bear was a rifle and the antelope was a rifle and so was the caribou but the deer and all my turkeys have been with my bow right so
0: man that's crazy. Yeah. So tell me how you're doing. How Are you sitting in a blind? Or are you just, are you walking or wheeling down roads? So
1: it's pretty pretty open out there, actually, where I've been hunting.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I've actually just been sitting in my wheelchair a couple of times, next to smoke trees, and just happened to see a turkey walk by at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And then same thing with the deer. I was at, Well, that one was... Kind of a makeshift blind. My buddy has a a little shooting shack that I couldn't fit in because the windows were too high. They're meant for standing. Mm -hmm. So I had to sit on the front porch, and we put a piece of mesh over the front of the front porch, and I shot through that.
0: Really? Yeah. So I know so. some guys shoot right through the mesh. Yeah, just, we had a, no we, we cut a little hole in it so I mm. could get through it, but yeah. I could have shot through it. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Some of the some of the outfitters in, in um, like you're, I know you're talking about going to Africa, which I think is cooler and shit. Oh yeah, I don't um, really want to do that. Some of the some of the guys will have you shoot right through the mesh in their blind. Yeah, and you'll see a bunch of like square uh, X's yeah. and stuff. Yep, that's what I've seen <laughs> pictures of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, so let's go ahead and get into your caribou hunt, and then I want to talk about some other stuff too. But okay, so you you met with um, what was their names again? Riley and Caleb. And they're like, hey, let's take you to freaking Alaska.
1: Right. And we're trying to figure out all the logistics for it. It took us about two years to really get it all figured out. This was a
0: two-year deal. Yeah. So what what happened there? Is this because of reservations and stuff? Logistics financially and, yeah, a bunch of different things. Did you have to train or prepare in some sort of way?
1: Mentally, it was a little bit taxing <laughs> on me, yes. Um Physically? Yes, I did. I didn't go to the gym, but I did my own workouts. So I basically I walked up and down the, my grandparents' driveway mm-hmm. almost every day. That's that. At least um, twice a day. You post that on
0: Instagram too. Yeah. You do that? Yeah, I remember seeing you. Yeah, the, post that. Yeah,
1: and it it may only be 250 yards, 300, 300 yards at the most, but it's on crutches, on loose gravel. God. And it's a little bit of an angle, so it's How many times
0: have <laughs> you eaten shit doing that?
1: Actually none yet. <laughs> Never? Really? Surprisingly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly, I have not eaten shit on that driveway yet. That's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. I've come close a couple times on (laughs) cold mornings only because my hands were cold, but it didn't actually happen.
0: One of of my partners, Shelby, if if the wind blew hard enough, it would trip her. She's so freaking clumsy, dude. Uh, I know a few people that are like that. (laughs) Well, I, I followed her around on a hunt one time and it was just like me. I felt like the whole time I wasn't filming a hunt. I was just filming her falling over. Yeah. And then I, I was gonna yep. make a montage and then I lost the fit. I lost the footage. Oh no! I was so pissed. But I was gonna like send her a montage of her eating shit for like yeah. five minutes. Yep. <laughs> but yeah. uh, so you you were walking um, down your folks' driveway and then what else were you doing? How often were you shooting?
1: Uh, I was shooting my bow a lot and I was shooting my rifle a couple times a week just to make sure. And then I got really confident with my rifle out to about 500 yards, so mm. I figured that would right. be my my comfort zone is 500 and in,
0: and we got the, we got to about 450 yards. Yeah, so. from your oh, you shot it at 450. Yeah, I mean, 500 yards anymore, man. That's that's a poke, but it's super doable. It is, yeah. Especially it, I mean, you don't with, have to shoot a lot to get very proficient. At right. Path. And on
1: a caribou, believe it or not, they're pretty good-sized animals. Yeah. They don't look that big from 500 yards away, but up close, they're 400 pounds.
0: You know, I've heard one thing about caribou. If you put a bullet in them, they don't go very far. No. They no. just they just kind of wimps. Yeah. Not it, like an elk. Yeah.
1: It didn't, like, totally spaz out like an elk if you miss. they It's weird. They bunch up,
0: like... Protect each other
1: yeah. kind of thing. They don't run like elk do. They just kind of bunch up and walk away hmm. and just let that other one just lay there.
0: So you um, you obviously took your wheelchair right. to Alaska. Yep. And I think my favorite freaking photo was you in the middle of the tundra. Yeah. In a wheelchair. <laughs> yep. Is There grizzlies out there too, right?
1: I had a grizzly tag too, and <laughs> there was one at 800 yards, oh. not far <laughs> away from that picture. Really? Yeah.
0: Man, you know, I think that was
1: what I was looking at, actually, in the picture. No shit. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm. So give me the give me the start of your story. So you leave for the um, airport, you get there and then walk me through what happened.
1: So we left August 25th, 26th, no, 25th and got there the morning of the 26th in Prudhoe Bay. So we flew from Medford to Seattle, Seattle to Anchorage, Anchorage to Prudhoe Bay and Prudhoe Bay was where we got on my buddy's little uh, Super Cub, I believe is what he has.
0: Were you able to fit your wheelchair and everything just fine? Barely. Really? Yeah. I was wondering, like, did they have to take it apart? We did, yeah. Did you really? Yeah,
1: we had to take it apart to put it in on, on the
0: plane. How much does that weigh? You had to weigh it, I'm sure.
1: Um, They didn't weigh it because it was a mobility device. They didn't, really? They didn't count it as anything other than baggage. That's cool. So... Normally they probably would have weighed it as extra baggage, but I told him it's it's not foldable. You cannot take this thing apart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so is this so, a special type of wheelchair?
1: Yeah, it's a kind of an off road chair. It's a rigid frame with like big e bike kind of tires. Oh,
0: okay, so it's not one of those. You didn't take like my. I was talking to my mom about you, and um, and she's like, "Did they get one of those traction chairs?" I'm like, "I don't think they could fit one of those things in a plane. It's way no. too heavy. Yeah,
1: they're, those things are like 300 pounds. I have one. Yeah, they're heavy." Yeah. and they don't come apart very easily.
0: They're like a they're like a mini tank basically, yeah. dude. It's like well, you know, yeah. and uh, yeah. I'm like, I don't think I think he took out like in a legit freaking wheelchair. Yeah. That's all he had. Yep. Yeah. Um. So you land and walk me through that. So we landed,
1: met everybody at camp, got my bags and stuff, and then put all my stuff in the tents, and then we went into the cabin, met the other guides, met a couple other outfitters that were with them, met a couple of the other clients. Met the family's daughters and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then hung out and ate lunch and dinner and watched herds of caribou walk by camp. Really? Oh, yeah. I was there at the kind of the end of the migration, and I still think we saw over a thousand caribou in the two weeks we were
0: there. Really? Yeah. And now you're hunting caribou, and I'm probably wrong on this, but from, from what I understand, they shed around the second week of September, first week of September. Or when? Uh, when about was this herd shedding? Uh,
1: so, there was kind of a... 50, shedding, shedding velvet. 50-50. Okay. So, there was a lot hard horn, but then there was a lot that were still in velvet or really? still coming off. Okay. I saw some that you could see from far away that were so fresh that they were blood red. Really? Yeah. That'd be pretty sweet. It
0: was fun to, And you were like beginning of September?
1: Yeah, I was there. I shot my caribou on August 30th.
0: Really? Yeah. And I don't remember yours was yours was shit. Sh- yours was still in velvet. Yeah, mine was in full velvet. Yeah, still. yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Um, yep. How many did you did you pass up any before you got a shot at that one? Or what, what, what I was did, your goal getting over there?
1: I did miss one a day or two earlier, hmm. but I figured there's a reason for it. Yeah, there's a reason I missed this one, and then that one walked by with another group the The day I got him, and he was totally different than anything else we ever saw out there. Really, he had kind of like a, a grayish brown velvet, and all yeah. the rest had chocolate velvet or hard horned. That's
0: pretty sick. Yeah. So, um, what made you want to choose this one? Just because he was different or special? It, it was or? different. It
1: was just something told me that was the one.
0: So, yeah. walk me through the hunt though, because you, uh, you, when I mean you. Got there on the twenty fifth, right? Yeah,
1: we got we left here on the twenty fifth and got
0: there on the twenty sixth. So you hunted for three or four. Well, because you can't hunt the same day you fly, right? So So we got there three days. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, I got there. We flew out to Spike Camp on the twenty seventh, and we hung out for a couple days. And the night we got to Spike Camp Mm -hmm. was the night that the grizzly showed up, so I couldn't shoot it oh uh, how far
0: how close was it 850
1: or Eight, no not 850 805 805 yeah and was he a good one it was nice <laughs> we, we guessed him at seven foot really yeah it was beautiful big oh, big chocolate legs big golden body on it really big square head yeah it was a good oh, bear and and that was what i wanted i wanted a big mature bear and yeah. it was definitely a big mature bear
0: i got i gotta be honest like it takes a set of stones to go out and hunt grizzlies in a wheelchair. Yeah. I know. That's
1: what everybody was telling me. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. I was
0: like, dude I I if when I go to me and my dad are looking to go into caribou hunting in um in Alaska in the next couple of years and it's like I'm like already like nervous about grizzly bears because i have no experience with them right right i mean yeah. neither of us do and right. you do now and it's just like i don't know what to expect like am i going to be able to like if i get in bow range of one am i going to be cool am i, right. I going to handle my shit and I'm yeah like, you're out there in a wheelchair making me look like a pussy <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: it was definitely an interesting experience seeing them and then it was not only that one but there was a sow and a cub that were about two miles out on another ridge yeah the cub was the size of our average black bear around here. <laughs> uh, it was unreal. The cub was probably two hundred and fifty pounds. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: That's freaking my worry is that you kill something, you you hang the meat, and then you're gonna be competing with a freaking grizzly bear when you go right. back and get it. Right. So well, just,
1: that's what you gotta deal with sometimes. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So
0: um the the day that you killed your your bull. Yeah. How'd that go? So
1: we were glassing. At like I think about ten o'clock in the morning, just looking around the hillsides. How watching. far from camp were you? Um, I think from the caribou to where I was sitting was four fifty. I think it was about the same distance back to. Uh, spike Camp.
0: So not too far, but I no. picture like that's a really long ways. Are you like willing yourself freaking no. through the tundra? My buddy was pushing me oh, the whole okay. time. I'm just, I'm just like, I just pictured you out there willing yourself around the fucking tundra. I was like, <laughs> like, I was like, Jesus. But that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I I did push myself around out there for a while though, yeah. just to get used to it. And it's not that bad. It's really pretty compacted.
0: I thought it would be because I yeah. always hear about these um like these floating. Things that looked like they're land, but when you step on them, you fall four feet, three feet.
1: No, we were above the Arctic Circle, so everything was permafrost. Oh, cool. So okay, that makes sense. the top layer was the vegetation, but everything else was just really. You hard didn't pack. have to deal with those false. No, steps. No. Oh no! Nope. I was like, I was just. I'm like, how is he doing this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was interesting, but no, nothing like that. Um, there was a few spots that had some. Interesting cracks in the ground. Yeah, only because the permafrost would separate and go back together, and so it was like trying to go through lava rock a couple of times because really? it was such a big gap in the middle of something. And then my wheel would hit it, and it the wheel would turn a little bit, so we'd have to stop and back up for a
0: second. And, yeah, yeah. Was uh, your caribou a pretty average caribou, or was it a big caribou compared to the rest of them?
1: He was average. I just something about him made me want that one because of the. The color and the size. Yeah. So.
0: My, you know, my, I have that same kind of mentality when I go like kill an antelope or something. It's like, dude, the difference between a giant right. and a regular is like two couple, inches, A couple inches. Yeah. I'm like, just go out and have fun and yeah, hunt. Exactly. Kind of like a mountain goat. Yeah. A mob- shoot, shoot a good one, but yeah. like, it doesn't matter if it. To me, it doesn't matter. Right. I'm the same way. I don't give a shit if I shoot a world record. I really yeah. don't. Nope. I'm the same way. I I have no idea what that scores. No. <laughs> I nope. have no idea. No clue. So, Yep. But, yeah, caribou, like, I just know what I like. It's Kind of like you, like, I want something. I have something in my head. Right. If it fits that, yep. I'm going to shoot it.
1: Yeah. And that's how it was for me. I knew the basic style and size of the antlers that mm-hmm. I wanted. And the same thing with the grizzly. I knew I wanted a big golden body and chocolate legs. Yeah. And that was the one that I saw. I just couldn't touch it because it was the same day. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. Huh. And those tags are not cheap,
0: but it's definitely worth it. Did you, uh, what's a tag run? thousand for a grizzly and 650 for a caribou. And then typically a guided hunt for a grizzly is like 10 grand, isn't it? Eight, eight to 10 grand? Uh,
1: I think, I don't know the the true numbers, but I'm guessing this hunt was close to 20.
0: Holy shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because this was an experimental thing. They, they tra- didn't know how it was uh, going to work. Right. And they were basically doing this on a whim of Let's do this and see what happens. Right. And if it works out for everything the right way, we'll do this every year somehow.
0: Was anybody um, videotaping this, or did you make any no. any footage out Pictures of it? Pictures
1: and a little bit of video. Every Man, once in this a while. would have been a pretty
0: cool video.
1: I wish I would have had a camera with me to do it. Otherwise, yeah, 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 huh. yeah. It, that was one of the few things that I really should have brought with me was a camera. Cell phone was cool, but yeah. didn't have an actual camera.
0: Well, once you start filming your hunts, it's hard to not film your hunts. Right. But exactly. There, I mean, there, there there does come a point where like I'm like, I'm just going to leave the camera at home and go yeah. have fun. Yeah, exactly. And then it's like, man, this is kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it doesn't nothing take, to stress out. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. detract you from the moment. Right, exactly. You, know, you probably got every morsel you could yeah. out of experience, right? I did. You yep. just don't have the video to go back and relive it. Right. You just have the memories. Right. Yep. You know, yeah.
1: It's just like when you go to the coast, you you know exactly where you were at that one moment in time. Right. Just that one breath of fresh coastal air. Right. And it's just like that in the mountains up there, because it's a totally different environment up there. You mm-hmm. would think you're above the Arctic Circle. You would think that it's like the tundra, and you're in three feet of snow all the <laughs> whole time. I was honestly dressed in jeans and a Long sleeve. How cold was it? 50-ish. That's not it bad. snowed a couple times, but it only sle- little snow flurry that lasted for an hour or two.
0: Man, that sounds like a good hunt. Yeah. Was, <laughs> you're, yeah. you're selling me on it. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then there was doll sheep everywhere. Really? On every mountain crag around us every day. I bet we saw a couple hundred doll sheep.
0: Man, those things aren't cheap. No.
1: that Those are... Uh, 30, 20 to 30 by themselves.
0: Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah and and
1: every outfitter has got a different price on that. Really? So it mm. yeah, depends on how many days you want to be there, where you want to hunt them, what size animal you want. If you're looking specifically for a trophy, really? you're going to pay
0: trophy fees. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Man, well, you know, if I went on a doll sheep hunt, I'd want to shoot. That's one where I would want to shoot the biggest one that yeah. I could find. Yeah. It's the opposite of an antelope. I know, right? In the same way. And I, I want that double spiral. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I got to put my hands on damn near a 40-inch ram while I was up there. Mm. It was beautiful. They're unreal. I've touched mountain goats before. I've touched... They're a lot smaller than you think they are when you get on Yeah, they're yeah, tiny. They're little, little guys. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I've touched Rocky Mountain bighorns. I've touched mm. desert bighorns, but something about a doll sheep is—it's its own world when you're mm. when you're looking at those things up close, because they're small, kinda, but they're like 250 pounds. Yeah. At like two and a half feet tall.
0: <laughs> Stocky. little <laughs> yeah. Things. Yeah. I when my brother shot. Um, his bighorn sheep—they couldn't believe how big they were when they got up to him. Yeah, I was like, "Hey, I think I think he said it was like 250 pounds or something." Yeah, like they're
1: that. they're a good sized yeah.
0: animal. Best meat I've ever had. Though. Yeah, that's what I've heard from Holy a lot of crap. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But have you had any of your caribou yet? Yeah,
1: it's good. So, I would say it's hard to really describe. It's red meat like elk, uh-huh. but it's more flavorful like antelope. It's the best way to describe it. I don't mind
0: it. A lot of people hate antelope, but I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Either. I think antelope tastes good. Yeah. You yeah. ever had candy, uh venison antelope? No, not yet. I'll I'll leave you with a bottle here. Okay. Um, I got plenty of it. Okay. <laughs> but uh, so, what's one thing that if you if you wanted people to that that are gonna look into you um, and start following you, what's one thing that you're hoping to achieve by getting your name out there and stuff?
1: Oh boy, uh, I just want to be able to inspire people and. Just get out there and show them and help if I can. Yeah, get out there and do things. Just because I'm in a wheelchair, I'm not limited. It's it's all in your head. Hmm. If you really think about it, you can do anything you really put your mind to. Right. So
0: the effort. I mean, I totally 100 percent agree. That just the effort might be. It might. Right. It's going to take you more effort. Right. But you, you have, can have to find a different way it. to do it. You can still yeah, do it. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That two years of thinking really got me thinking about that hunt and. I know that I can do any other hunt that is put in front of me. Mm-hmm. I just have to figure out the way to do it. Right. So
0: Yeah, kind of like if you want to do uh, – you can do anything if you want to bad enough kind right, of thing. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, you'll find excuses if you don't want to. You'll right. find ways to do it if you want to. <laughs> well, I find excuses
0: not to go to the gym all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll be right there with you. I'm the same way. Um, yep. Well, we got to – unfortunately, we got to get going. Um, we have you uh, speaking at our um, – uh, Local chapter, um, Oregon Hunters Association. Benefit. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate you for coming up here for mm-hmm. that. But I, I want to take a couple more minutes to um, let you um, talk about your platforms, how people can find you. Don't you have a YouTube channel too? I started one, but I never really did anything with it yet. Right. But well, I'm going to
1: get back into it. Yeah. So it's Making Tracks Outdoors is my YouTube and my uh, Instagram. And my Facebook is Evan Brannick. Mm-hmm. so if anybody wants to follow me on, on any of those spell your name on there so people e v a n mm-hmm. b r a n n o c k
0: perfect and i'm gonna tag you yeah um, when we post this too yeah definitely um actually can i take a picture of you yeah go for it. <laughs> <laughs> perfect um and uh i'm gonna post and and just start promoting your shit and stuff and, yeah that'd be and awesome. uh like i said man i there's not a lot of guys out there that that I don't know how to say this, but I sound like a dick. There's just not a lot of guys out there that I really truly appreciate and respect like I do you. Yeah. Um, and and I'm not just saying that. Right. I don't listen to other hunting podcasts. I don't listen to hunting podcasts at all. Yeah. I don't zero. Yeah. I don't even really listen. I go up, I go back and listen to mine when I forget something I need to go back and get the information. Right. That's it. Yeah. And so um I don't watch hunting shows. I don't nothing. Yeah. And but I, I follow your stuff cuz it really does inspire me. Yeah. And um I I do really hope that people can latch on to what you're doing and and I I think I referred to you uh last year as an excuse eliminator, you know, yeah. like this guy's going out and getting it done. What's your fucking excuse? Yeah, exactly. And I just think that's so freaking key. When everybody is finding excuses and just getting distracted with all this bullshit out there, yeah, um, you're out there going out and living your best life,
1: exactly. And I got a lot more things going on in the near future. Hopefully, yeah. So, I'm is trying... there
0: anything that you want, that you're excited about that you want to share or anything like that?
1: So, I've been talking to a couple of the really big people in the industry and mm-hmm. big businesses. Yeah, um, I'm working my way through Club Ovis. i am I've got four of the Big Ten so far, mm-hmm. and I'm. Gonna get the Big Ten eventually, and one of the executives wants to be there when I get that plaque really? to hand it to me personally. That's pretty sick.
0: So, uh, has anybody ever done it? That is, I guess, mobility impaired. No, not that I know. So of. you'd be the first. I'd one be to the break first that. person
1: in a wheelchair to break that barrier. That's pretty sick, and I want to do it.
0: I believe you're gonna do it. Yeah.
1: So, and I may not be able to get all the way to the super slam of the. U.S., but mm-hmm. I'm gonna find a way to get to the Big Ten.
0: Have you ever thought about starting like a Go Crowdfund Me or anything like that?
1: I've thought about it. I was looking into it just to see what yeah. what it would take to get that thing going. Yeah, I just don't know exactly how to do I, all of I that.
0: honestly think, dude, I, I I think
1: I think it would go pretty good. It probably would. Honestly, I think, I'll just, I, think I need to brainstorm into it a little bit more. Yeah, especially see.
0: before you start getting onto more podcasts and stuff. Yeah, so you have this all set up. Yeah, I think would be. I mean, I'd, I'd support. That'd be 100%. awesome. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So, um, all right, so it's Evan Branick um, on Instagram, on YouTube. It's Making Tracks. Yeah. And is it make, just Making Tracks? Yeah, Making Tracks Outdoors. Making Tracks Outdoors. Yep. And um, I I really hope that you start pumping out some content or some somebody is out there willing to go out there and film you. Yeah, I um, hope so, too. That, that'd be pretty sick. Yeah. Are you still working at Sportsman's down there in Medford? Yep, I'm still at Sportsman's Warehouse. Yeah. Stop by and see you. Yeah, definitely. Come by <laughs> and say hi. All right, brother. Well right. we gotta get you to this meeting so you can go speak. Yeah. And I do appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Thank you very much for inviting me. Hey, no problem. All right.